0: It's official. It's official. Joe Biden is a crook. The FBI literally confirmed it. They're not going to do anything about it, <laughs> of course, because, you know, you don't you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Uh, but they have actually confirmed that he is uh, a criminal. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. We'll have that story here in just a minute. First, we should probably talk about the debt ceiling. Man, and Yesterday, holy cow, what an exciting day watching a vote that we all know was going to get passed. Or a bill that we all know was going to get passed. Get passed. So uh, it it was. It was an interesting. It was a very interesting debt ceiling vote. We talked about it ad nauseum yesterday. I mean, as everyone, everyone wanted to talk about the debt ceiling vote. And in the end, 314 members of Congress voted for the debt ceiling. Only 218 were needed for this thing to pass, and 218 votes came in in the end. Well, what does that mean? It means that a lot of Democrats voted for this thing. As well as Republicans, it was what people like to call bipartisan. However, if you think about, if you look at what's happening in the uh, in the in the way the votes were dispersed, you'll soon realize that of the 314 votes that were passed, uh, most of them were Democrat votes. In fact, 165 of them were Democrats. 149 were Republicans. Uh, you had over 70 Republicans who voted against this particular bill. 70 Republicans said, this is a bad deal. We're not going to raise the debt ceiling. We don't want this. This is too much compromise. We're not getting anything for our money. And more Democrats look walked into that chamber and said, you know what? This deal's not so bad after all. Sure, we'll vote it through. And now this morning, everybody's saying this is a win for, guess who? Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the master criminal who's in charge of the White House at the moment. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, I guess, also could see this as a victory lap, except, of course, for staunch conservatives who never trusted him, never liked him, and thought that uh, the first chance he got, he would cross the aisle side with the Democrats and throw the country under the bus. And that's what a lot of people today uh, believe happened. You know, you you have 70 Republicans in a caucus that was supposed to be pretty tight. I mean, this was supposed to be, if this were a good bill for the country, if this were a good bill for fiscal conservatives, if it was actually doing what it claimed to do, fiscal responsibility, then you would have 218 Republicans voting for it, maybe a couple of holdouts. Everybody else would, and the Democrats would all hate it. But that didn't happen this time around. The Democrats really liked this bill. The Democrats really liked it. More Democrats liked this bill than Republicans. And that tells you that they're the big winners, that they were the ones that were able to say, you know what? This bill wasn't so bad after all. Well, we get everything we want. We raise the debt ceiling. We don't have to worry about this fight for another two years, which means it's not going to be a campaign issue. Yeah, we'll vote for it. And the Republicans finally, after a long day of debate, whatnot, um, they, um, well, they, they kind of floundered and failed once again. Now we, we talked yesterday about the no votes and the Republicans who voted no, they're the big winners here because they voted no. And yes, it was going to pass everybody knew it was going to pass. they knew McCarthy was able to peel off the votes for it. but the people who voted no, the Republicans who voted no, the Cat Kamek's, the Mike Waltzes, the Byron Donaldses, the Matt Gateses, they're able to now go home and say, I didn't vote for this thing y'all. I didn't vote for it. it was a crap bill to begin with. It never should have passed. the debt ceiling's going to be raised. Our leadership threw us under the bus once again um and there's and there's 70 of them who can go do that. The other ones are going to have a lot of explaining to do when they go back. Why is it we're still funding these IRS agents? Why is it that we're still paying for student uh, debt relief? Why is it that you that you gave them a two-year, four-trillion-dollar debt ceiling increase with no end in sight? Why, why, why did you do this? And it's going to be very difficult again for them to come up with the answers. Um, Voting no on this would have been the right thing to do because it it totally would have passed, Uh, and you could have saved yourself a lot of face. And of course, you know. Well, done the right thing. Um now, let's talk a little bit about Joe Biden speaking of doing the right thing, because this guy never seems to do that. James Comer has been chasing down Christopher Ray, the uh, head of the FBI, forever, trying to get this document. We heard this whistleblower say there's a document inside the FBI, and this document is has been declassified, and it it proves that Joe Biden has been um implicated or that Joe Biden was part of a an illegal scheme. To sell to the highest bidder uh at the i believe it was a five million dollar bribery scheme uh, this five million dollar scheme with a foreign national to alter the um, american uh foreign policy in favor of the person who paid out this cash, basically everything that we've been accusing Joe Biden and his family of doing all the crookedness all the all the you know political manipulation all of the um influence peddling. Everything we've said that he and James and Hunter and everything they've all been involved in this is the document that proves it, and the FBI has a copy. And they confirmed the existence. This is from Breitbart. The FBI confirmed the existence of an informant file. The bureau refuses to provide Congress that allegedly links President Joe Biden to a five million dollars bribery scheme, a confirmation the Justice Department previously did not deny. So James Comer met with Christopher Ray. They had a meeting yesterday, and Christopher Ray said, "Yes, this file exists." And then uh, James Comer said, "Great. Well, we've subpoenaed this file. You've repeatedly uh, neglected to honor the subpoena. Please bring us the subpoenaed file." And Christopher Ray from the FBI said, "No, I'm not going to do that. But I will do this. I will allow you to come to the FBI headquarters." and view the document and the other, there's a, you know, there's like a file folder with other um, documents inside. I'll allow you to review those documents at the FBI, but you cannot have it uh, here in Congress. It cannot be entered in the congressional record. And then James Comer said, (laughs) F-B-I-U, the subpoena clearly states, you must present this document or you will be held in contempt of Congress. And uh, I, I, believe, I believe that's the direction this is going. Today, FBI Director Ray confirmed the existence of the FD-1023 form, alleging then-Vice President Biden engaged in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national, Comer said in a statement. However, Director Ray did not commit to producing the documents subpoenaed by the House Oversight Committee, while Director Ray, after a month of refusing to even acknowledge that the form existed, has offered to allow us to see the documents in person at FBI headquarters, we have been clear that anything short of producing these documents to the House Oversight Committee is not in compliance with the subpoena. If the FBI fails to hand over the FD-1023 form as required by the subpoena, the House Oversight Committee will begin contempt of Congress proceedings. Now, that means that they're going to hold Christopher Ray in contempt of Congress until he produces this document. The fact that He has acknowledged that the document exists, I believe, is one step closer to him producing the document, because now he said, yeah, we have it. We're not going to show it to you. Um, I think he's going to have no choice but to produce this document. And the it's going to I mean, look, if this exists and which it does, and if it says what we think it does, which it does, it's horrible news for Joe Biden. It implicates him in one of the worst crimes against the United States of America, taking money from a foreign country and using that money. Uh, or we were, I'm sorry, once you accept that money, using your influence to change and alter laws and bills and agendas and government, you know, um, action here in the United States to benefit that third party, which is a foreign country. I mean, the guy should go to jail forever. But, you know, again, we have to see the document first. Now, Kevin McCarthy has said, you know what, I will 100 um, percent hold Christopher Ray in contempt of Congress. I will 100 percent do that. I will. I will start the process. We will hold him in contempt of Congress. We will get what we have. Uh, what we have demanded. What we have subpoenaed. As is our right and as is our responsibility as the House of Representatives. And if he does, in the end, that's going to be another big win for him. All of the all of the MAGA, you know, conservative Donald Trump supporters who are not fans of this bill are not fans of this this uh, debt ceiling increase that went through yesterday. All of the people that are angry with Kevin McCarthy for selling out the country or throwing them under the bus or negotiating over Memorial Day weekend when the rest of us were all drunk and, you know, stuffing ourselves with burgers and, and hot dogs and whatever, potato chips and beer, not Bud Light, but other beer. All of those, all those MAGA Republicans who were just furious and said, burn it to the ground, default, what do we care? We don't want any of this Biden crap. We don't want to fund this Biden crap. They're all going to be very excited when Kevin McCarthy holds the FBI director in contempt of Congress because they don't like the FBI director. They believe he's a bad dude. They believe he's criminally liable. They believe that he's in bed and as part of this conspiracy with Joe Biden. They believe that Christopher Ray is behind the Mar-a-Lago incident where Donald Trump's house uh, was raided for these these uh, top secret documents. All of these the FBI is not a well-liked organization by these conservative Americans and Christopher Ray heads it up. And so this would be another feather in Kevin McCarthy's cap. If he does this either this week or next, that's going to be two really good weeks for Kevin McCarthy, who's turning out to be playing this whole Speaker of the House role very, very well. Um, Anyway, like I said, that's more on that, more on that later later on in the show. Now, uh, oh, it's Pride Month, by the way. I know, I know, I feel it's, it's, this is, I mean, this is a, a, an interesting battle everywhere you turn now that now that it's officially pride month, June the 1st, um, all the articles are like the war on woke, the war on pride, the worst pride month ever pride events being canceled, blah, 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 blah. Uh, well on, on the other side of the aisle, the conservatives, the Christians, the people with American ideals, the people who want to protect their own children from this kind of absurdity. Um, you know, that side of the aisle, Everybody's celebrating, saying, "Look at this! Pride events are being canceled." Target—it's the first day of Pride Month, and you can't go into a Target and find Pride crap because for the month leading up, or at least the last couple of weeks leading up to it, there have been people that have been boycotting Target. In fact, the number one song in the country is still "Boycott Target," and that's what people have been doing. That's what people are—people are all into it, and it's working. Um, and and it's really interesting to see the turnaround of this because it again shows that the wokeness, this war on woke, which again, woke, you know, it's not like the war on Christmas. Christmas doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, This woke mentality does hurt a lot of people. Psychologically, physically, we see the mutilation people are doing to their own bodies and to their children, which is very sad. And that's why this is such an important battle. And it's really interesting to see that this Pride Month is, is probably the first year where it's going to be more of a more of a battle or more of a, I, I would say a two-sided coin. It's not just going to be pride, 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 pride. It's going to be no, 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 no. Um, and I think that's going to be, uh, hopefully this is something that, you know, as it continues, will uh, will you know, it, it kind of purge it from corporate culture where it does not uh, belong. But also um, as it, it also, as it's June the 1st, at the beginning of pride month, It's also the beginning of what many people deem to be the final month that people are going to throw their hats into the presidential race. In fact, we know of a couple. We know Chris Christie uh, will be joining the presidential race next week. We know Mike Pence has announced he'll be joining the presidential race next week, which brings us to a lot more candidates than we had prior. You know, I have Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. I believe Larry Elder's in there somewhere. I know Asa Hutchinson's in there somewhere. Then you're gonna add in there um Mike Pence, Chris Chris. That's not it's like 10 people probably on the Republican side running for office. Uh and really still just two frontrunners. Really just one front runner, but a second place person who's, you know, closer than anyone else. And according to Breitbart, uh more Republicans express confidence in former president Donald Trump to handle the issues facing the United States of America. Whether it's energy, relations with China. Uh, anything else? The The border, everybody, everybody that was polled or the majority of people polled support Donald Trump in all of these issues. The latest it's the morning consult poll found Tr- uh, Trump leading DeSantis by 34 points in the Republican primary race. A majority, 56 percent support him compared to 22 percent who support DeSantis. No other individual listed garners over five percent support. Morning consult found Trump with another advantage as well. Republicans tend to trust him more on a wide range of issues. 71% of Republicans said they trust Trump to handle the economy compared to 19% who said the same of DeSantis. Economy's the big one. Remember, Remember, it's the economy, stupid. That was the whole Clinton mantra. It's the economy. If the economy is bad, they're going to be looking for somebody they can trust to fix it. And 71% of Republicans say they trust Trump to handle the economy and fix it over Ron DeSantis, only 19%. Nearly three quarters, 72%, trust Trump to handle relations with China. China, who is refusing to meet with our defense secretary. China, who is flying planes around the uh, South China Sea like there's no tomorrow. China, who we believe at any moment could invade and take over Taiwan. China, which is economically just, bl- I mean, they are blowing us out of the water. China, which is aiding and abetting Vladimir Putin in his war on Ukraine and the rest of the world. The, uh, 72% of people say Donald Trump can handle China. 18% say Ron DeSantis can. Similarly, 71% trust Trump on national security. 69% trust him on foreign policy, compared to only 19% who said the same for Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis was in the military, he served in the Navy. Uh, Donald Trump, however, garners more support for foreign policy and, uh, and the military in this particular poll. Really, every single thing, gun policy, Trump, 62%, protecting Medicaid and Medicare, Trump, public safety, Trump, immigration, Trump, 70%, healthcare, energy. There's not one issue on this poll that Ron DeSantis wins. And the biggest issue, the economy, is the one that Donald Trump has almost the highest margin of victory in. So a lot of work for Ron DeSantis to do, he's gonna have to do a lot more Twitter Spaces <laughs> to bridge the gap. Listen, we've got so much to talk about on the show today. We've got some special guests coming in, which I'm excited about. Hopefully, everything. will Hopefully, we won't have too many technical difficulties. This is really gonna be this is really gonna be a technical show for us today. We're we're a facetiming with uh, Forgiato Blow, who sang the um the boycott uh, Target song, and then we are also going to be chatting in studio with Danny Johnson, a comedian who is gonna talk to us about how the woke movement is affecting the world of comedy and entertainment. So really, really kind of interesting stuff. Anywho, we'll get to all that later today on uh, starting at noon Eastern, 11 Central on the Mark Kay Show. And in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us today. A lot to talk about today, as you can see, lots of different things, lots of different items that we need to hit. Um, The Dead Ceiling Fight is over. We'll see what, you know at Congress people are traveling home today, and uh, then they're back in Washington next week. Let's see what happens. Let's see what kind of things we um were able to, to, you know, work out here in the next coming weeks. Uh, let's see what the next big battle will be. And if the Republicans can finally come together and win something. Um, anyway, again, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to share this. Don't forget to tune in every day. Leave a comment, help the, help us move up the charts and into the algorithm. Leave a five-star review or a four-star review. If you feel The urge to leave anything less than that, maybe just maybe just, you know, move on to something else, uh, because we really want to make sure that this podcast continues to be a success, continues to be something that you listen to every single day, continues to be something that you enjoy and that you benefit from and continues to be something that can help all of us save the republic.